Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. And the whole earth was of one language and of one speech at that time. And it came to pass that as they journeyed from the east, that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. And they said one to another, Let us go, and let us make brick, and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone, and slime they had for martyr. And they said, Go to, let us build us a city, and a tower, whose top may reach unto heaven. And let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower, which the children of men had built. And the Lord said, Behold, the people are one, and they have all one language. And this is what they began to do. And now nothing will be restrained from them, which they have imagined to do. So let us go down, and there confound their language, that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of all the earth, and they left off from building the city. Genesis 11 verses 1 through 8. Of course, we understand that this is the story of the building of the Tower of Babel. And in it do we see a warning that unity has always been the song of the Antichrist spirit from the beginning. God's commission after the flood was to go out into all of the world into the wilderness places and to subdue them as they trusted God and followed his leading. But men wanted cities. They wanted things easy. And the first archetype for the Antichrist spirit wanted to lead them. He gathered them in unto him against God's commission and will and took them out of their harvest fields and purposes. And he did it with a banner of unity. We will work together and build us a city. Why were they building this city, you might ask? The truth of the matter is this, is that they were trying to out-engineer God and his judgment. This is the foundation of the great architect mystery religions of Babylon that are still worshipped to this day by all manner of secret society. Rather than simply seek the Lord, submit to and trust in Him, follow His leading and obey what He speaks to them, they decided to build something that would keep them from being overtaken by another flood of judgment if it were to come upon them. My friend, this is still happening. Be careful not to get caught up in it. 
God always calls his men out into a wilderness to follow him. And unity with God will cause you to be in opposition to men and the Antichrist spirit that calls men to unity with each other and with demons to work against the leading of the Holy Spirit. In Psalms chapter 106, verse 24, we read this about the Israelites in the wilderness. It says, Yea, they despised the pleasant land to come that had been promised. They believed not God's word. They murmured in their tents about their hardships. They hearkened not unto the voice of the Lord. Therefore, he lifted up his hand against them to overthrow them in the wilderness, to overthrow their seed also among the nations, and to scatter them in the lands. They joined themselves also unto Baal pure, and ate the sacrifices of the dead. Thus they provoked him to anger with their inventions, and the plague broke in upon them. I love the imagery painted by these words that the plague broke in upon them. Remember, before they entered into this wilderness, God had given them instruction and commandment. And if they were to trust his words, seek and obey him and listen to the warnings given by his prophets, then they would be protected from the plagues that had been released upon the Egyptians. This plague was never meant for them. Yet because of their pride, because they lost their faith in the promise to come and put their faith in the temporary things around them and joined themselves in with the enemy, their cities and their sins, it says that the plague broke in. The imagery here is of an enemy that had been kept at bay by a wall of protection, yet they caused a breach in it when they grieved the Holy Spirit. And that enemy came rushing in like a flood because they let down the standard of righteousness, which is believing that what God says is right and trusting in his word and in him more than in your own intellect, understanding, perception, ability, or the works of your hands, no matter how many stand with you in your efforts to prevent it. But then it says, stood up Phineas and executed judgment so that the plague was stayed and that was counted unto him for righteousness unto all generations forevermore. You see, what this passage is saying is that in the time of the Exodus, the children of Israel grew to love the cities of the heathen more than the promise of the one that was coming so that they joined themselves together in unity with that same old spirit yet again and allowed it to stop their movement toward the promised land as they began to come into agreement with the sins of the cities and the false churches around them. For this fornication with the Antichrist spirit was God moved to anger and that old plague of death broke in among them until one faithful Israelite priest was moved to stand with God against this ungodly unity so that the plague was ceased. So you see, my friend, it is a dangerous thing 
to be pushed to move under the decree of blind unity. Because the Bible is very clear that friendship with the world makes you the enemy of God. King Ahaz of the southern kingdom of Israel joined in a unity with Assyria, and Israel was judged for it. Ahab joined himself to Jezebel and her priest and her people, and they killed the real prophets of God. Many times Israel joined in unity with Egypt in order to save their cities and try to prevent God's judgments, when all the while that only angered God and accelerated it, while King Hezekiah made a covenant with God to simply pray and minister unto the Lord, and it stayed that same judgment that was brought on by the sins of Ahaz when he came into unity with the Assyrian. Yet Hezekiah's faith in God alone to deliver them brought miracle manifestations that still stir the faith of countless generations unto this day. So ask yourself, where is your faith? Because Hezekiah chose unity with God, knowing that he was the only one who could actually change things, even though it put him at odds with almost everyone. All the others mentioned above chose unity with the Antichrist spirit, thinking that a multitude of mighty men could alter what God had set in motion. And for it, they were greatly disappointed. For it is surely labor in vain to work against God's own hand. Hosea chapter 10 verse 13 says, You have plowed wickedness, and you have reaped iniquity. In other words... You're in the midst of a reckoning. There was sin and rebellion committed, and now you're facing the consequences. You have eaten the fruit of lies because thou didst trust in thy way. In the multitude of thy mighty men, you have believed the words of the false prophets, thinking that anything other than repentance can save you from the judgment. It is by God's word that it has been enacted. And it will only be by his word that it's pushed back again. Finally, my friend, we remember that even in the time of Jesus, the priests had joined themselves to a Hellenistic world system that incorporated into and then overtook the church of the day. Then enters Jesus, calling men to come out of the system and to separate. To which nearly all in the establishment, rebuked and hated him, as they had all of the true prophets before him. They accused him of bringing division and disunity to the congregation of Israel. And indeed he was. He preached continually disunity with the spirit of Antichrist and unity with the spirit of God. Because the truth is this, that you must leave one to join the other. You cannot serve two masters. To be holy, which means to be set apart unto God, we have to separate from that which is contrary to what he is doing. To follow the leading of the Holy Spirit will cause you to walk away from the masses, the comfort 
from what's pleasing, from the Antichrist spirit that calls men to come together and trust in their own abilities. It will call you to follow God out into a wilderness and watch him do what no man can, even if he has to raise the dead to do it. So it is time to choose, prove where your faith is. Is it in God or is it in men? Isaiah chapter 30 verse 1 gives us this warning. It says, Woe to the rebellious children, saith the Lord that take counsel, but not of me, and that cover with a covering, but not of my spirit, that they may add sin to sin. You understand what he's saying? You're looking for a protection, for a covering from the judgment. But if you get it, all it's going to do is add sin unto sin. It won't change anything because there's no repentance. They walk to go down into Egypt. And have not asked at my mouth. They don't trust in the power of prayer. They trust in their own ability and in the multitude of their mighty men. Oh, if we can just get enough people together, we can turn the tide of this. If we just get the right politician on board, if we get enough organizations, if we get enough architects, enough bricks, if we had all the tools of Egypt their chariots, their pyramids, that they'll go down to Egypt, but they have not asked at my mouth. They strengthen themselves in the strength of Pharaoh and trust in the shadow of Egypt. Therefore shall the strength of Pharaoh be their shame and the trust in the shadow of Egypt their confusion. For the Egyptians shall help in vain and to no purpose. Therefore have I cried concerning this, saith the Lord, their true strength would have been to sit still. In other words, there would have been more power in prayer and in ministering unto the Lord like Hezekiah did than in all of their vain efforts and labors and in all of their networking because all of it is vanity in the face of of God's majesty. Oh, have you spent more time praying and seeking and ministering unto the Lord that he himself might open his mouth and cast these mountains out? Or have you tried to tame them or incorporate them into your plot and plan of deliverance? Psalms chapter 33 verse 16 says this, There is no king that is ever saved by the multitude of a host of peoples. A mighty man is not delivered by much strength. A horse is a vain thing for safety. Neither shall he deliver anyone by his great strength. But behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him, upon them that hope in his mercy to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Therefore does our soul wait for the Lord, for he is our help and our shield. For our heart shall rejoice in him, 
because we have trusted in his holy name. Let thy mercies, O Lord, be upon us according as we hope in thee. Oh, Father, we put our hope in you and not in the multitudes, not in the works or labors of men. Oh, Lord, only if you call us to do the work, is there any power in it? Everything else will amount to nothing. When they came to gather in unity to build that tower of Babel, God let them. They probably thought they were doing a great and mighty work as they labored so hard to ensure that this judgment would not overtake them. They even completed their mission. He let them build the entirety of the temple. And once it was done with the word of his mouth, it all came crashing down. So is the work of any pride or arrogance that thinks it can accomplish anything outside of God's speaking. Oh, don't ever assume to know anything. You better get on your knees and seek him. Because right now he is saying, come out from among them and be ye separate and touch not the unclean thing and I will accept you. He wants to be your king. But there is another who is very cunning who will draw you into working against him and he will use your pride to do it. The Bible says, take heed when you think that you can't fall or you will. You see, the sin of the Tower of Babel was pride, and it fell. And pride comes before all destruction, because pride stops seeking God for his instructions. You better break agreement with that old spirit of pride, because God is coming to judge it. This message was brought to you by HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.